Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you, Dad, for the invitation to preach to you guys today. And what a great crowd it looks like you have and a great atmosphere. And I uh, love, the, love the energy and the worship and the excitement that it obviously surrounds that church. And give you and Mom honor, high honor, for all you've done for the kingdom of God all these years. Uh, I feel strongly in the Holy Ghost. The Lord's been uh, clearing my mind here today uh, throughout the day. And the, the longer the day goes, the stronger the feeling gets of what I'm supposed to do this uh, morning in your service. So let's go to the book of Ephesians. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Give honor to my brother and all my friends there. Love you guys very much. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Give honor to my wife, my beautiful wife, and my four kiddos who are trying to be as quiet as possible while I preach in the living room. And uh, it's just a very, uh, I love them so much and appreciate the sacrifice they constantly make for the kingdom of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6 says, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom... Also, we all had our conversation. Somebody say our conversation. In times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Uh, my assignment this morning is to preach to you from the subject, Attracting Heavenly Atmospheres. Attracting Heavenly Atmospheres. Would you open up your mind and your heart and your spirit right now to what the Lord wants for you personally in your home? Lord Jesus, have your way, I pray, in Palmer, in every family, in every situation, every crisis, every dilemma. Every battle, every every state of confusion, I pray, God, that you'd bring clarity. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for great authority to come upon people today and for them to have strength, God, like they've never had before. I pray that angels would invade and heaven would move. I pray for situations that are out of our control and out of our hands. We give you the glory and the praise and the honor for what you're about to do corporately and individually in people's lives. In Jesus' name, can you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? Don't you love him this morning? We love you and we worship you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, I, I can't see you, so I, I'm assuming you're standing, but you may be seated if you are standing. The word atmosphere is has three different meanings. The first meaning is the envelope of gases that surround the earth or another planet. That's the physical description of what an atmosphere is. The uh, emotional description of an atmosphere is the pervading tone or mood in a place or in a situation. And the most common uh, definition of what an atmosphere is, is the air in any particular place. Bible says that the devil is called the prince of the power of the air. The word prince there is the ruler, the commander and the chief. The word power there is the choice, liberty of doing as one pleases. And the word air is atmosphere. In other words, the devil is the commander 
of telling people that they can do anything in the atmosphere. He, he, he has made it his job to, to release rebellion, to release evil into the world and tell everyone you are your own person and you can do anything. Let me start by saying this, that atmospheres, uh, the earth's atmosphere, the firmament that you live in today was created thousands of years ago, not by hands and not by some kind of stirring or some kind of explosion. But the atmosphere that you live in was created by words. The words of God created the atmosphere that you dwell in. Therefore, can I just be very blunt and get to the point right away? Words create atmospheres. Words create uh, environments. Words create moods. Words create situations. And, and you can understand that it's the desire of hell for an evil atmosphere to be in your house. And it's the desire of heaven for obviously a good atmosphere to be in your house. And so we understand that our words control the atmosphere. Words can cause things to get calm. And words can cause things to get chaotic. Words can cause peace. And words can cause pain. Words can cause blessings. And words can cause battles. It's amazing how our words control the atmosphere and where we live. It is the desire of hell for your family to always argue. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. It's the desire of hell for your family to always bicker, always complain, always gossip, always murmur, always have trouble, always have drama, always have problems. It is the desire of hell for everything in your family to always be in a chaotic state. That is because that was the state of this world before the Word of God came into this planet. And the Word of God spoke after the Spirit of God moved, let there be light. And what was void and chaotic and crazy came into order and came into authority under the power of God. And therefore, heaven's atmosphere reigned on the earth. Of course, hell corrupted it and destroyed it and polluted it. So it's the desire of hell that every time you get around heaven, that something evil would come and corrupt what you are trying to attain, what you are trying to connect to. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so, can, dare I say it, that what the atmosphere is in you will ultimately release and become the atmosphere around you. Uh, what you consume, you will converse about. What comes inside will come out of you. That's why the Bible said, and we all love the verse, that thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Because if I put the word in, the word will come out. But if I don't put the word in, other things will come out. If I consume myself with the news, I'll converse about the news before the day is over. If I consume myself with sports, I'll converse about sports before the day is over. And I'm not saying these two things are wrong. We all talk about the news and the sports. But what I'm saying is what we consume ultimately becomes our conversation. What comes inside of our heart comes out of our mouth. 
and the atmosphere is now uh, determined by the words that we say. You can blame the devil all you want to for why things are chaotic in your house, or you can look back and say, you know what, I've got to change how I talk. I need to change what I say. I need to change how I converse. Maybe changing my tone would help. Maybe changing my facial expression. Maybe changing how I say things, and maybe smiling once in a while would change the atmosphere. Or you can keep blaming the devil and wonder why the battle always goes on. Feel the Holy Ghost right now. What comes out of my mouth came from my heart, and what I'm consuming, I'm going to converse about. There are people that never talk about the good things of God because they're never consuming the good things of God. You can't converse about what you're not consuming. You're not going to talk about the Word if you don't read the Word. How can you help somebody with a scripture if you don't know any? Uh, how can you help someone with, with peace if you're not trying to consume peace? How can you help someone with joy if you're not consuming joy? Can I tell you something right now? I learned a valuable lesson that I'm going to add to this message right now last night. Because what I was, um, what happened to me last night uh, is not normally in the notes for this message, but I learned something because normally right at this point of the message, I would go into talking about how we should talk to others. And I will in a minute, but let me tell you, before you learn to talk to others, we've got to learn how to talk to ourselves. I was um, walking through the house last night. Yesterday was a very eventful day and just nonstop work. When you have four little kids, you understand it's, it's pretty busy. Daylight to dark as soon as they're up until they lay down. It's, it's nonstop. And so I had a lot of things I had to do yesterday that did not get done because I was uh, helping with the kids and we were doing a bunch of things. And, and I, didn't, I didn't even realize this when it happened. But I was walking after I, they had finally laid down, I, and I was beginning to think about all the things I had not accomplished yesterday, all the things that I had told myself I would do, the things that I thought I would have done by a certain time, and they were not done, and they were not fulfilled, and I was frustrated. And when I said these words, I, it, it crossed my radar, but I didn't really think about it. I was walking through the house. Nobody was in the room I was in. I was just walking there. Nobody could hear me. Nobody could understand. My wife was in the other room. The kids are asleep. But I said, apparently out loud, because I heard it out loud, Josh, you're so pathetic. You should have had more stuff done by now. You're pathetic. Come on. And I spoke and I heard myself say it out loud. And I thought, oh, that's crazy. Well, not more than an hour or so later, I had two phone calls from two preachers. And they both began to tell me the same thing. It was very awkward how the Lord does not like inadequacy. And how when you view yourself as inadequate, it bothers the Lord. And all of a sudden, randomly, the second preacher said, the Lord said to tell you that you are not pathetic. And it offends the Holy Ghost inside of you when you begin to speak a negativity about yourself as you're walking. I didn't think anybody heard a word I said, but like Dad already talked about, he was in the Holy Ghost a few moments ago. You're in the company of the King, and God hears every word shikata that you say, and God hears every detail, and God knows every idle word. And I just thought I was walking through the house just come on getting on to myself, but apparently the Holy Ghost didn't like it because I was speaking death to myself. I was speaking uh, mediocrity to myself, and the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And if you're going to be favored of God, you got to learn to speak. It's not prideful to speak blessings to yourself. It's not prideful to say, I'm coming out of this. It's not prideful to say, God has a plan for me. Uh, we are so 
strong on humility and humility is needed. It's very much needed. But I'd like to say there's a difference in humility and constant condemnation. There's a, there's a difference in humbling yourself and humiliating yourself to hopefully feel better. I just want to beat myself down so God can uh, use me. That's not what he wants to do. He wants you to love you because apparently he loves you Kasha, with an everlasting love that's so strong that he went to a cross and he died for you and when you voice that you're inadequate and when you voice that you're pathetic and when you voice that I'm a loser and God has nothing for me and my life is over and I'm I'm a nobody when you say those things according to what I heard last night you offend the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost inside you has great things for you he loved he didn't accidentally fill you he did not accidentally deliver you he didn't accidentally change your life and you need to speak God has a plan for my life and God has a destiny for my life and God has a will for my life and I'm not going to sit back daily and condemn myself do I think I'm everything absolutely not in my flesh dwelleth no good thing I'm not starting to I'm not saying walk around cocky and arrogant and bragging about yourself but I'm also saying uh, don't walk around saying I'm a loser I'm, I'm pathetic I'm ugly I'm disgusting because when you say that you bother the Holy Ghost you know why you bother him because the creator of the atmosphere is in your house. He's in your room. He's in your sanctuary right now. He listens to everything you say. And he does not get glory when a vessel filled with his spirit says, I'm pathetic. But he gets glory when the vessel says, I might be nothing. But the creator of the universe lives inside of me. And if God is with me, who can be against me? And with God, all things are possible. And greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world I can't see you but I feel a shout in that atmosphere I feel somebody ought to get up from the pew and start speaking life instead of speaking death how can you speak to others when you don't know how to talk to yourself how can you encourage others if you're always discouraging yourself how can you bless others if you're always cursing yourself how can you be a light if you're always speaking darkness I want someone to stop talking how you're talking mm, and start speaking life into yourself. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. And God is going to do something great in my family. And God's going to do something great in my future. Stop speaking death. You can't have sweet and bitter waters at the same time from the same fountain. I challenge you to get a hold of your mouth and declare, I'm not going to gossip, but I'm going to glorify. I'm not going to murmur. I'm going to magnify. I'm not going to speak weariness but I'm going to worship. I'm not going to talk about the peril. I'm going to talk about praising God because there's something magnificent that gets a hold of you in your home when you begin to vocally declare that the atmosphere belongs to God and something great's going to happen because my mouth is going to release the miraculous. I'm going to speak what I can't see because I know what I can't is going to end up becoming what I do see because the life is in my tongue. Somebody glorify his name right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, we'll retract some statements. That's what the man of God told me after he told me what he said. He said, and the Lord said, retract the statement. He said, retract it right now. In other words, I'm not going to forgive it if you don't retract it. We expect God to forgive some things. Oh, I'm sorry for saying that. I'm sorry for saying that. But you know what you're actually saying? You're saying, I'm sorry I said it. 
but I'm not taking it back. Just, just erase it. You erase it for me. But the Lord said to me last night, you start retracting things. You pull them back. You, you release them. Now, I'm giving you the power to pull it back. And we somebody would start saying, I retract that state. I was wrong. I'm not that. I'm, I, I, I'm not going to say that. I don't agree with what I said. I, 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 I rebuke that in the name of Jesus and start retracting it. Lord, forgive me. I take it back. I take back those words of inadequacy. I take back those words of failure. I take back those words of flaw and those words of confusion and those words of anger and those words of pride and those words of bitterness and those words of competition and those words that are constantly getting in my soul. Mm, God, let me retract what I'm saying because it's not bringing life to the body. I don't know what's going on in there, but I hope you can hear me and feel, feel what I'm feeling in the Holy Ghost right now. Can I just tell you, uh, we have to learn to talk to ourselves and we have to learn to talk to others. <laughs> um, <laughs> How do I say this? Some people just love to argue. Some people assume it's their gift from God, that they're, they're just anointed to argue. They're anointed to, to fight. They're anointed to, that thing is their gift to constantly criticize and constantly find negative things. And it's difficult when you're dealing with someone that wants to argue all the time. But let me just say something to you. Your spouse is not the devil. Your kids are not the devil. Your parents are not the devil. The neighbors are not the devil. Pastors are not the devil, by all means. And let me say this: when you get the when you get your mind on on the voice and the source of the words, you'll learn to change the argument. The Lord told me this a few weeks ago. He said, "Learn to argue like an angel argues." I said, "What do you mean? How does an angel argue?" He said, "When Michael was fighting Lucifer over the dead body of Moses, Michael did not get into an argument with Lucifer because Lucifer wants to argue. He's known for his mouth. That's what Satan wants to do. He wants to get the atmosphere of." arguments in your house. He wants an argumentative atmosphere to release in your bedroom. But uh, Michael said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there with you. He said, I know who I serve. The Lord rebuked thee. In other words, I know who I'm submitted to. And because I'm submitted to him, I've got authority over you. And so what you've got to do and what we've all got to do is when the argument starts to break out and the, and the strife starts to explode and the anger and the heaviness start to move in, somebody's got to be spiritual enough in the house to say, I rebuke this spirit in Jesus name that's trying to cause confusion in our home I rebuke this I retract anything I said that was hurtful and mean I'm sorry I repent of it and I, I didn't mean what I said I dare somebody to start apologizing I dare some prideful people to humble themselves in that atmosphere and say you know what I'm wrong I might be right but my spirit's wrong it's not my wife that's the problem or my husband it's the demon that's trying to cause the, de the devouring spirit that's trying to cause that that argument of atmosphere to be loosed in my home I I speak against it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak against that spirit in Jesus' name. I retract every demonic, every word that came out of me that was demonic and evil and orchestrated by hell. But I speak life to them and I speak life to her, life to the kids, life to your husband, life to your parents. Somebody ought to get Holy Ghost up on you right now and declare to the devil, you're not going to control the atmosphere. I know who I'm submitted to and I've got authority over every spirit you bring in here. And somebody Somebody ought to learn to argue like angels do. We've got power on our side. God is with us. Who can be 
against us. What you talk about determines what shows up. I want to say that to you. What you talk about determines what shows up. What de- what you speak about w- will determine what's attracted to your home. What's att- if you're always talking about the devil, hmm, guess what? Demons are going to show up. If you're always talking about crazy, evil, wicked dreams, guess what? They're going to constantly show up. But if you start speaking life in your home, start playing some gospel music in your home, start playing the word of God in your home, start playing some preaching in your home, start speaking life to your kids and life to your spouse, the atmosphere is going to flip and reverse. And all of a sudden, angels are going to want to come in that atmosphere. Heaven's going to want to come into the atmosphere. And somebody ought to be spiritual enough in Palmer to look the devil in the eye and say, I'm about to flip the atmosphere in my house. I'm about to change the atmosphere in my home because I've been letting devils in and didn't even know it. I've been letting demons loose with my mouth. I've, I've been wondering why we're under attack and I'm, I'm the one holding the door open. I'm the one saying, come on in, attack my kids, attack my wife, because what's coming out of my mouth is changing the atmosphere and creating evil. But I've come to tell somebody in the name of Jesus, you need to flip the script on hell right now and look the devil in the eye and say, you better get out of my house before I get home. Because when I get home, I'm speaking life and I'm speaking heaven and I'm speaking Jesus and I'm speaking peace and I'm speaking that the king of kings is in the, in the house and I'm pleading the blood and I'm declaring the word and I'm speaking that the Holy Ghost has authority over everything that I'm fighting. Can I tell somebody in the name of the Lord that you ought to change the atmosphere before you even get home? Start speaking it because when you start declaring it in the sanctuary, the words have weight and they begin to move in the heavenlies and hell begins to know. The Bible talked about in Philippians that our conversations in heaven. We, the Lord knows everything going on and heaven and hell are in a battle for your words. You don't believe me? Read the book of Daniel. When the Bible said in Daniel chapter 10, I believe that the angel said, Daniel, you've been praying some good stuff and I'm here for your words. In other words, there was a fight going on above Daniel. The angels and the demons were fighting over the words Daniel Shakata was saying. Someone needs to hear me right now. Heaven and hell, I feel the Holy Ghost are engaged in your words. They just want your words. Hell goes into a party when you start cussing and screaming at everybody. Demons start celebrating because they take those words into hell and they say, look what she said. Look what he said. I've got him turned against his family. I've got her turned against her family. But angels go crazy when you say the Lord is on my side. And no, naked came I in, naked shall I depart. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm nothing but he's everything. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Somebody ought to talk in tongues in that church right now. Somebody ought to start speaking life. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. He heard me. God hears me when I talk to him. He heard me and delivered me out of all of my fears. Somebody ought to cast fear out of your home right now by saying God hears me when I pray. God hears me when I talk to him. God sees me read his word. God knows I'm reaching for him. Heaven is attracted to what you say. Heaven comes down when you praise the Lord. Just ask Paul and Silas. If you're going to ask somebody, ask somebody with experience. Paul and Silas said we were locked up. We couldn't get out if we wanted to, but we started praising. We started changing how we talked. We started praying. We started speaking heaven words, and the atmosphere flipped, and Jesus broke into the atmosphere and broke the doors open 
when everybody else got free because of my words. You do, you realize you can free others by the way you speak in the atmosphere. You might think everybody around you is locked up, but if you start speaking life, doors will open, chains will fall, that they'd have no idea why, but it's because you are speaking and attracting heavenly atmosphere. What about the angel of the Lord that was sent to the shepherds? And he said, fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Uh, shall be to all people. He said, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Watch this. You want to see how powerful your words are? The Bible said when the angels started talking about Jesus, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, which is the military angels, the warring, the, the angels made out of fire, the, the multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. It was only supposed to be one angel that came to the atmosphere to talk about this Jesus to the shepherds. But when the angel started talking about Jesus, when the angel started talking about his greatness, all the angels of heaven, the heavenly host said, we can't stay up here because something is talking about him down there. He called Shatta. And they invaded the atmosphere and it lit up the sky more than the northern lights ever could. Because angels take over when Jesus is being talked about. I wish somebody would start talking about Jesus in your home. He might be a baby in your home. You might have so much evil in your home that the presence of God would take up a little bit of space. But keep talking about him anyway. You might be Koshaka. You might be in a home where you're the only one that lives for God. And everybody else watches TV, cusses, drinks, acts crazy. And you've got a baby Jesus in the atmosphere. But you just start speaking about him anyway. Oh, the Lord is good to me. Oh, I'm so thankful I'm blessed by God. And you're going to, you're going to attract angels into the atmosphere. It might just be a small portion. Maybe only angels come to your bedroom because the rest of the house is corrupt and evil. But let them come into your room. Keep talking about the Lord everywhere you go. And you're going to change the atmosphere. The old preachers used to say when they talked about the oneness of God, that you would see miracles if you preached on the oneness of God more than any other subject. Because if you talked about how the oneness of God, it attracted him like nothing else. And so when you say things like, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Or thou believest there's one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. When you start to declare the oneness of God, you bring heaven into the atmosphere. Anytime pastor feels to preach on the oneness of God, you ought to know what's really going on in the atmosphere. Heaven's saying, we want in that church. We want to heal somebody. We want to rescue somebody. We want to take over a marriage. We want to take over an atmosphere of chaos. I've come to curse every demon in your house in the name of Jesus. I curse every spirit trying to get you to fight and trying to get you to argue in the name of the Lord. And I speak life into your marriage and life to your babies and life to your home. Somebody get on your feet and act like nobody else is in the room but you and the Lord. Somebody ought to get an angel loose in your car. Somebody ought to get an angel loose in your home. Somebody ought to get some angels in the sanctuary right now. Somebody, that's why the devil hates church because every word glorifies God. 
People that will cuss at home won't cuss at church. People that will drink at home won't drink at church. People that will rip people and attack people at home won't do it in the sanctuary because it's a holy place. It's where heaven invades. You are in a heavenly atmosphere. Might as well use it right now. Might as well use it and glorify the Lord. Somebody ought to lift up your voice and let heaven loose in your home. Let him loose in the sanctuary. Let him loose in your conversation. Stop seeing everything negative in everybody. Stop seeing everything inadequate in yourself and release heaven to be heaven. Release God to be God. Let some angels come and change out you. Stop speaking that it's over. Stop speaking that you can't handle it. Stop speaking that I can't do it one more day of this. Yes, you can. God is on your side. You stop quitting in the name of you. Get up, soldier, and you fight like you're anointed to fight. When you say, I can't handle it, you're saying the strength of the attack on the outside is stronger than the anointing on the inside. The problem with that is the anointing is the Holy Ghost, and that's the spirit of the Almighty God, and there's no devil in hell that can compete with that spirit. So nothing you're going through outwardly is as powerful as what you have inwardly. Shadrach, don't you be afraid of that fire, because the fire on the inside of you is stronger than the fire on the outside of you. Yes, the pressure is real. Yes, you're stressed out. Yes, you're tired. Yes, you're exhausted. But your mouth is a weapon, and you've got to use it like God anointed you to use it. I'm tired, but he's worthy. I'm exhausted, but he's God. I'm exhausted and worn out, but I'm going to praise him, because nothing matters more than how Having an atmosphere where angels are in it, where heaven is comfortable, and where God is being glorified. Dad, I'm going to give it to you. I can't see anybody. But if you guys can see and hear me, why don't you invade the altar? Why don't you worship the Lord? Why don't you change the atmosphere and say, God, we're going to have peace in our house. We're going to have prosperity. We're going to be blessed by God. We're going to get that job. We're going to get that raise. We're going to get that healing. We're going to get that miracle.